Look what we have here, Carlski. Bada boom. What the hell? Biggest nerds in the room. <laughs> Official WWE Comic Con moderators since 2012. All we see are a couple of top nerds. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Balls. Watch out for the low blow. On Wrestling Audio. As of this recording, just a few days away from Warrior Wrestling, just outside of Chicago, both myself and Ball's going to be doing live podcasting, live recording, and live streaming from the event. Make sure to follow us at Wrestling Audio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as we may be using the live streams of all of those feeds. Thanks for tuning in on this program. It is the Low Blow. I am Mo. He is Ball's. Ball's, are you excited? I am excited, man. I... I've been waiting for a while for the chance to see Pentagon Jr., Pentagon Dark, Penta, whatever they're calling him at this show. I want to see Pentagon in person, and I cannot wait for that chance. I'm just nicknaming him Penta. Yeah. Because it's easier than trying to keep track of the different names and the different promotions and where he's at, what he can use, what he can't use, what he wants to be called, what he has to be called. Penta. I think hopefully if you are a Pentagon fan, you know who we're talking about. Exactly. I think that's the best. (laughs) If you're on the fence, who's Penta? Oh, Pentagon. Okay, now I get it. You know, if if you're that on the fence, well, hopefully you still like the interview, assuming we get to talk to him. That'd be awesome. I don't know if he only speaks Spanish. I don't know. (laughs) Well, if it's... I'm trying to remember. I believe I actually spoke to him. Uh, And this sounds, I don't know if it's pretentious of me or uh, high and mighty that, you know, I I did a lot of interviews at Lucha Underground a couple years ago. And it was a assembly line of stars that I got to talk to like five minutes at a time. And then the next guy, five minutes and the next guy, five minutes. I really do think Pentagon was in that group or maybe there was a group of us that got to talk to him at one time. Um, and, and he spoke English. It was just broken. Oh, okay. So, and I'm willing to bet most of the, uh, the Mexican leaning stars probably are the same way. At least the stars promoted warriorwrestling.net is the website to check out. Very stacked card. Uh, we are going to be a part of the VIP pre-party and then doing some stuff during the show itself, not for the show, but at the show, uh, just so people don't think we're doing run-ins or anything. (laughs) Well, we might. It's possible. We haven't been booked to do so, but we're not ruling it out. No, for the right price, I probably would. For free, yeah. Um, Just uh, not during Pentagon's match, because I don't want my arm broken. Yeah, there's a couple of people. If anything, I'd probably attack Frank the Clown. (laughs) I'm reasonably sure I could take Hornswoggle. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like 56% sure I could take Hornswoggle. I, I really hope we have a chance to talk to him Friday night during all of this. So I can uh, so I can ask, do you think this dude can take you? <laughs> and then he'll look at you and laugh. Oh, he would. Oh, God. I God, I hope so. We'll see what happens. But the VIP party is a is like a meet and greet for VIP holders, the people that are sitting ringside and whatnot. It's a first ever event. It is a charity event with all proceeds going towards kids scholarships. So uh, really cool that we're a part of something that is for a great cause and not just a wrestling show. But uh, anyway, this, this VIP meet and greet is supposed to have a lot of stars hanging out where the VIPs can meet them. And the promoter who we had on the airwaves just a couple weeks ago at Wrestling Audio uh, had mentioned that we should be able to get some time to talk to these stars on the air. We don't know what stars. We don't know for how long, how many. We just got to go with the flow. So we can't really promise that we're going to talk to Penta or Hornswoggle or Matt Seidel or any of these guys. But we're hoping to really knock out as many as we can. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, I think Matt Seidel would be a lot of fun, too. Yeah, there's and we do have a, a thread on our Facebook again at Wrestling Audio, all one word, all lowercase. Just uh, find that thread and let us know if there's a question on any of the stars promoted for this show. And I could probably list a laundry list of them right now, but I'm gonna forget some. Uh, the headliners yeah. is a WrestleMania rematch: Alberto El Patron, the former Del Rio, versus the former Jack Swagger. Are they just calling him formerly known as Jack Swagger, or does he actually have a real name? 
I, they just promote him as formerly known as Jack okay. Swagger, FKA Jack Swagger. Uh, but I forgot actually what he goes by on the air. I'll make sure you know, to do some research before Friday for this. Yeah, but like I should look that up. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you got uh, you, you got uh, what Nick uh, Nick uh, uh, Aldis. Otis, yeah. Uh, on that, on the cards so with the NWA champion, former uh, TNA champion. And you got Lucha Underground uh, wrestlers. You got a comedy match with Hornswoggle and James Ellsworth on the card. You got women's matches with Tessa Blanchard and Chelsea Green and Santana Gare. I mean, there are solid wrestlers from top to bottom. And I think when we first started partnering with these guys and started promoting the event, the, the first people, like the red flag that people saw was... Alberto El Patron on this match. Like, oh, well, if they're hiring him, it can't be a good show. <laughs> Which is understandable. I mean, there's, I can understand hesitation. And if yeah. we have a chance to talk to Alberto, I, I would like to bring this up. Obviously, you don't want to do it in a classless manner, but it's something that I'm sure he has opinions on. And, and I'm sure not just our listeners, but generally fans uh, of wrestling across the internet would like to know what's going through his head. Yeah. This is going to be something very important is going to happen during this weekend. You're going to find out why we only get certain celebrity interviews. <laughs> Mo is going to screw this up for us. <laughs> yeah, I see. It's, it's funny. It's funny you say that because anybody that's longtime listener probably just remembers yeah. the Kaz interview. <laughs> yeah. Because one dude, one wrestler hangs up on me and, and that compensates for the other hundred I've done successfully on this site. Because you tried what sounds like a very similar train of thought questions. Well, one, it was, well, it's Kaz. Um, no, yeah, I got I, And I know he's an that. idiot. Two, I, I've perfected my craft a little bit more from, not much, but a little bit since then, because that was okay. a decade ago. It was, um, it's true. And, and, you know, uh, I've had a lot more practice. The interviews were a bit more sporadic back then, where you and I, long since then, have become official WWE moderators for Comic-Con, so we know how to be able to, to ease into those conversations. <laughs> yes. I, I cannot wait for this. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, and you're, you know, we're journalists. We may not be the most credited journalists but uh we we try to report news uh, whenever we can not just rumors or speculation here on the site and you know if we have a chance to get something out of uh el patron i don't think our listeners are gonna mind i don't think he's gonna no. mind and i don't think warrior wrestling is gonna mind no no not at all uh now if i clown. if i start the questions by saying so why are you such a dick then <laughs> then i can understand some hesitation please start with so how's the taco business that's what I want you to start with. I might. I might. That's not necessarily disrespectful. He might actually want to talk about his restaurant. I know, but it sounds racist and wrong when you ask it. But for those that know that he does own a chain of taco places, it's a legitimate question. Maybe I'll just ask and say, hey, if you're here, who's running the store? Yeah. Who's minding the shop if you're here? No, and, we. I've had people uh, reach out to me. Ask him about Paige. Uh... Nope. If it comes up organically, maybe. I'm not saying hey. uh, it's a it's an, a taboo topic, but I'm not yeah. going to to fish for drama just for the sake of drama. No, it's like, hey, that uh, oddly pale vampire-looking girl in the crowd there looks similar to your ex-girlfriend. Thoughts? Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, uh, did you see that Ricardo Rodriguez is supposed to be with him? Oh yeah, yeah. This will be the first yeah. time they've reunited in years, actually. That's awesome. And so he's going to have a special intro, and uh, Jack Swagger is supposed to have somebody in his corner that's notable, but I believe uh, in the interview, he directly said it's not Zeb Coulter. <laughs> because they said notable. Well, I, I think just, well, the feud. I mean, it makes sense. Like, okay, who, and maybe you can figure this out where I cannot, uh, who makes sense for Jack Swagger in his corner then to compensate or, or counteract, rather, Ricardo Rodriguez. I, I don't know. I mean, do you just go the American route? Is it like Sergeant Slaughter? Is it... Oh, man. Maybe. The, I mean, maybe. Patriot? I don't know. We lost Moose from the card. Moose was supposed to be on the card, uh, taking on Brian Cage uh, at the yeah. event, but Moose had to cancel due to obligations elsewhere. And we don't even know who the replacement's going to be. We may not find out at the VIP meet and greet. We may find out live with the crowd with everybody else, but it's a, quote, former world champion. 
Nice. So, you know, it could be. Come on, Austin Aries. Why not? Why not? Uh, <laughs> dude hasn't held that belt yet. So anyway, we're looking forward to it. There's there's going to be a lot of goodness uh, happening on the air, off the air, hopefully. And if you are going to be out at the event, again, proceeds go towards charities. We will be giving away six autographs uh, throughout the course of the night. Uh, come out, hang out, be on the air with us. Yeah, be awesome. Yeah, you do art jobs for us. That's actually what we're asking, yes. Yeah. Now, ideally, in a perfect world, I would have stayed in Chicago this weekend. It would have been it would have been great because I'd gone there Friday night, gone to this event, and then stayed there, just dicked around or whatever on Saturday, enjoyed the city, and then stuck around Sunday where you got the big press event for the upcoming All In event. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, and, and so people are like, oh, well, why don't you just go to both? Why don't you? I, I'm unfortunately stuck working on Saturday, and it's it's three hour drive one way, which isn't horrible, but uh, that's that's a lot of driving in the course of a weekend. And you know, and I don't know, this press event might be awesome. You know, yeah. knowing my luck, we're gonna miss it, and it's gonna be one of those press events where a wrestler attacks another wrestler, and yeah, oh, you get yeah. to take some souvenir blood home on your on your jacket. <laughs> my favorite is souvenir blood. Yeah, so I, I expect something notable, to use that word again, I expect something yeah. notable happening at this all-in press event. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, I am I'm sad. I'm disappointed I can't be there, but uh, and I tried to send others in my in my spot as well. It's just not going to happen, but yeah. I, I would have loved to be, be in that city at that press event. I got the invite, and that's the thing is I actually got the, the email invite. I don't know if it was through here or through my radio station or, or somebody. I don't know. I don't know how I got the invite, but I got the invite, so I, I really wanted to go where others had to apply to go and, and put in their credentials. Me, I already got the pass, but I just I can't do it. Oh, man. I, I will say though, out of the two though, I am, I am perfectly okay with going to the charity event instead of a press conference. Like I'm cool. I am a hundred percent supportive of supporting the charity event over going to the all in press conference. I agree. Yeah. I, I definitely don't want to seem like I'm taking anything away from warrior wrestling again in a perfect world. We just do both, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Tickets go on sale this weekend for the all in event, by the way, uh, that's in Chicago, September. If you are hoping to be a part of this event and want to make it historic, uh, keep that in mind. Tickets are on sale very soon and they're actually pretty affordable. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. We actually posted on our Facebook page uh, at Wrestling Audio again, and uh, we we put the the ticket prices on there, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, of course, you want the really good seats, you're going to pay for them, but that's any event. Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, very affordable. So, will they be able to make their money back? I know we've we had that discussion with Greg, the sound guy, the former Triple Threat podcast. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. But I expect it to be sold out very quickly. Oh, I do too. No. We'll see what happens there. Uh, anyway, rewinding to last weekend. We're not going to do a full high-low recap. Anything about WWE Backlash stand out to you? Um, The first match between uh, The Miz and Seth Rollins. Uh, that was <laughs> great. Um, the rest of the pay-per-view, not so much. No. It's funny because I have people ask, oh, how's the pay-per-view? How's the pay-per-view? And even the pre-show match with, uh, with Bailey and uh, Ruby, was it? Yeah, really yeah. right. Um, they weren't bad. And then, of course, that opening match between uh, Miz and Rollins tore down the house. Really, the first half of Backlash wasn't bad. The quality was no. pretty good. And, uh, and I was telling people, as they're asking, oh, how's Backlash? Oh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. It's pretty good. Then by the end, people are asking, how was Backlash? Did it stay good? I'm like, no, no, it didn't. Oh, no, no, yeah. Like, what happened? I'm like, the second half happened. <laughs> I can't explain it other than they lost steam. They lost momentum. Or we just didn't care. Like, I know there was a lot of disappointment that the WWE Championship was not the main event. Yeah, absolutely. Now we got uh, a crap although, finish. So. Yeah, I was going to say, now that I know the crap finish, I get why it wasn't the main event. But ugh. but if you want us to take it seriously, you need to present it as such. The Attitude Era, that championship match was going to be the main event, even if there was a crooked finish. Yeah. And yeah, it that finish sucked. That finish was not very satisfying. Uh, but it's still your WWE Championship match. There was no other world titles on the line. I mean, maybe the women's titles. That I suppose one of them could have headlined, maybe. But none of them did. Instead, we got Roman and Joe, which 
I, I want to say it was okay, but like I thought the match was good. It was. I mean, it didn't deserve to get the cheers that it or not the cheers the uh, chance that it was getting during the match. Um, but I just and then the I you could never convince me that they have any clue what they're doing when it comes to booking Roman Reigns. I don't know. It's, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. It's it's this weird metallic. Randy Orton has has gotten to the point where he can be losing most of the match, for lack of a better yeah. term there, and then hit that RK out of nowhere. I mean, that's what they've built him to become, that this one move can change the direction of the match or end the match. It doesn't matter how he's doing. All he has to do is hit one RKO. It's over. Roman has not... They have not booked him to that. No, He's supposed no, to be competitive and, and, and athletic and healthy and all this stuff, and then he gets dominated by Joe, and yeah, I know Joe jumped him ahead of time, but that was a long-ass beatdown for a very quick change of momentum Roman Reigns victory. Yeah, oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I was not happy with that. And it's not the Rocky mentality of Roman Reigns is going to wait till Samoa Joe is tired out and then attack. <laughs> And Joe no. hasn't been booked as that guy that's going to be an idiot <laughs> and, and expend all of his energy on, no. uh, uh, it, just to lose to a few moves. It just was not a wisely booked main event. Uh, I, I do appreciate, if I did have a high-low list, somewhere near the highs, highest of highs, near the top of the, the highlight list, would be the beat the traffic chant. Oh, that's the one that I was trying to remember, yeah. that I, I was like, oh man, it's not that bad. The match is not that bad. No, it's just, it's the Roman Reigns thing. I was reading a stat yeah. today, which I, I I knew, but I didn't know. Like, I didn't have the facts to support it until I read it today, that Roman Reigns has tied Hulk Hogan for most consecutive WrestleMania's headlined already. <laughs> it's done four oh. in a row where where you had Hogan pretty much headline nine WrestleMania's, but he didn't wrestle, he didn't headline WrestleMania four. Uh, and then WrestleMania 9, he walked out the champion, but he wasn't booked to be the champion. There's that whole Yokozuna-Bret yeah, yeah. Hart fiasco. Yes, I uh, so, so you kind of had Hogan with a couple runs there. But regardless, they've already booked Roman to meet that record. Even Stone Cold didn't get to do this that, uh, that many uh, times in a row. Or The Rock. Or even John Cena. Oh, yeah. And it's like all of those guys, even if you're not a big Cena fan, all of those guys are a bit more deserving than Roman right now, which I don't think anybody wants to hate Roman. It's just we know WWE is just force-feeding him upon us. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I, I've talked to him. Like, he's a, he's a nice guy. Like, I've had some good conversations with him. I don't want to not support what they're doing. It's just I cannot take the forcefulness behind it right now. It's we just, talk to, we talk about Rob Schamberger, the WWE yeah. artist, quite often on the air. We've had him on the air a couple times, mm -hmm. and uh, his wife, huge, you know, Katie, huge, yeah. uh, Roman Reigns fan, and just cannot understand why people boo. And they have a different perspective on things, being on the inside and being backstage yeah. and 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 talking regularly with all of these superstars. Uh, it's like I, she's not wrong. He shouldn't be yeah. booed. He is a real nice guy. He can work his ass off. He can put on a good match. We've seen that against yeah. Braun Strowman as the first to come to mind. Yeah. But it's AJ just Styles. Yeah. But just this this character, the fact that we also he doesn't have a consistent character doesn't help. Yeah. No. But just the the force feeding of his character so disappointing. And we probably don't need to tell most of the people listening to this. If you are a Roman fan, don't take it as us bashing him. It's just you know, there's there, Stone Cold was grown organically. The Rock was grown organically. You know, even Cena had to really kind of pay some dues before he got that main event spot. Oh, absolutely. Roman's good luck, right place, right time. Maybe you could compare him to a Goldberg, but Goldberg was able to win over that crowd. Oh, I'm gonna try to cheer Roman and Goldberg. I'll tell you that though. <laughs> I will tell you yeah. that. But anyway, probably not the right call for the main event. Uh, to me, it just reminds us that we don't have a Universal Champion showing up. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, then what they've uh, they announced? I think it's what Roman Lesnar at Money in the Bank. Is that it? Or well, I was just that... about to ask if you had read the newest rumors. I had people reach out to me because supposedly Brock's contract 
original reports, rumors on the internet said that he yeah. was defending at Money in the Bank. The newest one's from Dave Meltzer. Uh, Sunday or Monday says that he is now not defending his belt again until closer to SummerSlam. Damn. Now, I don't know if that's true. Meltzer is wrong as often as he is right. I Nothing against yeah. that dude. Whatever, you know. Yeah. He's more. He's got more sources than we do. <laughs> and, and that may just be voices in his head. Either way, uh, you know, he says he's the one reporting this. And so a lot of people take this as Bible. A lot of people believe, yeah. well, again, he's he's wrong half the time. I think it would be a horrible move to not have your champion on TV until then, unless they're going to strip him of that belt. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think is that you strip him. Unless they they enforce the 30 days, maybe Heyman shows up and says, he's Brock Lesnar until you find good competition. He doesn't need to defend it. Yeah. And and maybe that's the storyline, because Roman looks like he's in line. Uh, you know, that's the way WWE even booked him before Raw this week was like, oh, yeah. beating Joe, has he earned another shot at the Universal? Like, good God. <laughs> no, there should be anyone else before him. Force feeding, force feeding, anyone yeah. but Roman, as Bray Wyatt would say. So, you know, I could see Heyman and Lesnar turning down another shot at Roman because they continually beat him. Yeah. That's fine. Storyline wise, it would totally make sense. Yeah. Uh, and he's technically already beaten Braun before, so. Uh, you know, I could see why, you know, they would be too pompous, but then hopefully it's, well, the heels finally get their comeuppance and they get stripped of the title. Yeah. Uh, so I really hope WWE is not going that route. I, I don't think, because I, I, th- that's the problem, though. That's WWE's out, is WWE yeah. can strip Brock Lesnar of the title. And so if he does go to UFC, win, lose, draw, whatever, when he comes back, there's your built-in storyline of, Brock never lost it. Yeah, he's the uncrowned champ or whatever. Oh, man. They could do that or just he, he was uh, unjustly stripped of the title, blah, blah, blah. And then he's instantly front of the line when he comes back, regardless of their reasoning. Yeah. Uh, and so I could see absolutely WWE going that route, <laughs> and I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. It's just I think we we're just so used to Brock not being around that that's why I don't like it. It's it's not the storyline itself. That would work for others, but not Brock needs to lose it. If if he's gonna lose, lose it. Yeah. Yeah, lose it fairly cleanly or at least in the ring. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't have to be yeah. cleanly, but just in the ring. I mean I, I, I still think that, that they are just having Lesnar hold it until he passes CM Punk's reign. Yeah, I mean, as I we said Probably That's it. soon. He's got. He'll have the. Uh, he'll have the longest reign with an asterisk. Yeah. And, and it is what it is. But uh, Brock Lesnar's absence does affect my show. So let's dive into the Monday night program. As your raw recap. And they wanted to go out on their own terms, not, not like, like this. The highs and lows of Monday night. A magic killer through the table. It's time for your raw recap. Six high, six lows for a three-hour program. This show's a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I should wait for the low lights, and I will, I guess, technically. But this uh, this show is so rough right now. <laughs> you want to trade shows for a bit? Nope. You sure? Yeah, I'm good. You could finally watch the A show and review uh, the A show, and I'll, I'll I'll take care of your piddly B show for you. My piddly B show? Yeah. I I. I enjoy the Piddly B show, so I think we're good. I should start reviewing Sunday Night Heat recaps on the network. <laughs> so number six highlight. So there was some good stuff that come out of Raw this week. Number six would be WWE announcing that they're only doing two Money in the Bank ladder matches as opposed to the heavily rumored three that people were talking about. What would the third one have been? Like two different Raw? men's. A two different men's and then one woman's. Right. Okay. But it's like, why do women only get one and then the men yeah. get two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we could argue, well, the women's rosters aren't as full as the men's rosters. And then we could counter argue, well, the men's rosters, you know, yeah, you could put eight people on. Doesn't mean they're all viable contenders. Yeah. I mean, why is Zack Ryder there? Exactly. Oh, burn. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, shots. Yeah, but it's fine. And I like it. It's cross-promotional. It, to me, that makes sense. If you're going to have these dual-brand pay-per-views now, yeah. uh, cool. Money in the Bank can go to either show, it's, so it's not a gimme that Raw or SmackDown wins. Yes, I like that. Or the same storyline on both shows from two different male superstars. 
<laughs> we still might get the same storyline, one female, one male, on two different shows, but at least it's not two heels possibly both holding the briefcase with the exact same will he or won't he cash in storyline. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. Aw, I'm disappointed. Aww. Oh, I missed that. I love it when they repeat storylines, Absolution and Riot Squad. <laughs> What? Number five, and this was unintentional by WWE, they accidentally found a referee who doesn't get knocked out for 12 minutes after a ref bump. <laughs> now, uh, I believe it wasn't a planned ref bump. He was just wrong place, wrong time. But he got right back up. I was shocked. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this, that guy is probably fired this week. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. When you get bumped, even if it's accidental, you stay down the rest of the match. <laughs> we would have thrown a little nature other. in there if we had to. We'll call an audible. It's fine. You stay down if a wrestler hits you. Uh, Number four, WWE making Money in the Bank seem bigger than usual by having superstars from top to bottom mentioning that they want to qualify for the match. That's good. I mean, the only, the only part I hate about that stuff is when you look at it and go, well, you're not going. You're not going to be there. Yeah, but there's. Yeah. It's to me, it's no different than, than the Royal Rumble. You know, you're oh, not yeah, going yeah. to limit the 30 men in the Royal Rumble just because only four have a chance to win. No, no, you're right, yeah. And so, yeah, we know the Ascension it ain't even going to qualify to be in this match, but it makes sense that everybody on that roster should want it. Oh, oh, absolutely. We always talk about, and I, and I always point out Dave, because Dave has been yeah, our spare change, our British host. Uh, he's continually mentioned that top to bottom everyone on that card should want to be world champion and i'll quite argue that you know there's some people should be comfortable where they're at tag team specialists or the boogeyman realizes he ain't going to be a world champion it's okay to be in his role but he says that ideally top to bottom everyone should want to be world champion and he's not wrong there so why wouldn't wwe present that fandango and tyler breeze both believe they could be world champion you absolutely should yeah, we know they won't be, at least right yeah. not right now, but they in their minds should think they have a shot. A Heath Slater should always be gutting for it. Oh, yeah. So I like that WWE did that. Yeah, we know they're not going to win, but you know what? <laughs> it gives them something to do. It's not just them going out in a squash. It actually gives them a reason to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Cutting a promo, which <laughs> they could use the hell. Speaking of Money in the Bank, uh, number three would be Finn Balor qualifying for Money in the Bank. And I know it's early. We're still, what, six weeks away, five weeks away. Uh, but right now, he's my pick to win it. It makes sense as your pick because he's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah obviously he's <laughs> awesome. But uh, but I think him holding that briefcase, he's already showing that little bit of a cocky side right now. That could be a, a good turn to the dark side for him. I think so. And then he gets to hold it over Brock or, or whoever is the champ. And he's a guy that needs that character push. He's a he's a guy that needs some momentum right now. He's got no tag team to fall back on right now. Uh, yeah. He continually is losing to Seth Rollins. He's not in the universal title picture at the moment. He needs something. Uh, he doesn't have a tag partner. Uh, it's just like, where does he go? Money in the bank might be his best direction. Yeah, I want to see him win and then cash it in like during Brock Lesnar's UFC match. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? UFC would be done after that. <laughs> Brock Lesnar like gets beat up. And you see like Oh my god, Finn Balor's cashing it in. What the hell? The MMA fans would be so pissed. They'd be done with oh, the sport. Oh god, they would. They're like, they "Okay, would. well we're not done with the sport, but we're done with that." Oh yeah. We're done with Brock. We we're done with it. those guys. Yeah, we're done with oh. UFC. If Dana White sold out, we're done. <laughs> uh, number two would be the crowd on Monday Night Raw. Giving love to Zack Ryder. Giving love to Goldust. And these stars that don't get a lot of TV time, the crowd responded to, appreciated them, and didn't hijack the show. No, they didn't. No, it was good. That's that. Those are the crowds that I love. Uh, New work this weekend. I love those crowds because they're passionate. They love what they love, but they're not making it all about themselves. Yeah. And that uh, to, to me, that is a bad trend in wrestling is that these crowds are trying to become a part of the show. And hey, you're paying your money. I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but it's hard for me to get into it when that happens. Yeah. 
Uh, and then finally, number one would be Braun Strowman qualifying for Money in the Bank, because I have absolutely zero doubt that WWE is going to get creative with his spots in an original. I mean, I think Money in the Bank was such a behemoth who can do anything he wants to, it seems. They're going to oh, have yeah. fun with that in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw a similar ladder match in NXT with guys like Lars Sullivan and Killian Dane. I think that just kind of gives you an idea of the stuff that Braun Strowman's going to be able to pull off. And they've trusted him to flip a semi and, and so many of these oh, other yeah. segments like that, that huge-ass cello. <laughs> they've had so much fun. With this. He got to throw a computer chair at Roman Reigns. He did, that's true. Not even a steel chair. No, a, a, a huge-ass computer chair. Like, they have fun with him. So you know, yeah. like, he's going to lift up that ladder. He's going to, like, bench press it over his, his head. There's going to be four stars on it. I was just thinking that. I'm like, there's going to be people hanging from it. Yeah. yeah they're going to have so much fun. Uh, I don't think Braun's going to win. And I, I think that's a way you get Braun to lose without him losing. Oh, yeah, for and sure. To me, it makes sense. It's perfectly fine. He's a threat. He's going to cause some damage, but he's not going to be quick enough to get up that ladder, I think. Yeah. You know, I can see like uh, somebody like Finn Balor sealing it as, as Braun's fingertips away. And then, much like Seth Rollins in the ladder match at Greatest Royal Rumble, he just kind of mm-hmm. swoops in there, vultures it, and uh, in this case, he retained. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Lowlights from Monday Night Raw this week would be uh, being a treehouse. <laughs> uh, that relates to Braun Strowman's in-ring promo time with Kurt Angle. If uh, you, mm-hmm. you missed that, I don't want to spoil it for you, but Braun Strowman and treehouses don't get along. Uh, nor should they. Or really. just don't keep him out of yours. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, number five low light would be Elias versus Bobby Roode again. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I don't even know why they started feuding. Just because Bobby <laughs> Roode showed up? I think so. And he yeah. interrupted Elias, and now it's still going? Even mm-hmm. though Bobby Roode keeps winning? Yes. It's, it's like, come on, you guys can do better with Elias. Right. And Bobby Roode, good God, he needs something. And I, and no, not twerking on pay-per-view. He's got to do something else to get character. <laughs> no, no, no. That's never do that again. Yeah, that segment, by the way, in Backlash went very long. Yeah, it did. I mean, it wasn't bad. I thought it was okay when it was just New Day and Rusev Day coming yeah. out all the days. But then when Brizango and, and Titus yeah. World slide and then uh, Adam Rose and uh, the primetime players or whatever came out, it just... <laughs> So weird. So weird. Mm-hmm. Um, number four low light would be the Lashley sit-down interview. And I'm conflicted about this one because I really, really hope that WWE is positioning him for a heel turn. Like, this was too good to be true with him being so family-oriented and having such a great life. That is just laying the seeds for either holding it over our heads or not appreciating it. And then we hate him for it. But I'm concerned that WWE is actually going to go this route with the storyline, that he is just a family guy. And you know, this target demographic of 11-year-old boys love cheering family men. <laughs> they do. They really do. Yeah. Family men are awesome. Yeah. I, I totally missed this segment, and I'm glad. I was <laughs> sit down with, with Renee Young. I mean, he spoke well. Okay. So nothing against her questions or what he was saying. He told good stories for what he was supposed to be telling. But, was he wearing a sweatband on his head? I don't think so. Okay, good. I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. But now, now we're going to be on sweatband watch for, for Bobby yeah, Lashley. Yep. Not just in the ring, but at all times. If he's all wearing all times, one. man. If yeah, you're having if, a sit-down interview, you have to class it up. No, no sweatband. Or just a fancier sweatband. Ooh, like a cashmere sweatband. Yeah, exactly. A higher quality, like a Versace higher? one. Ooh, Versace sweatband. Yeah, I assume they make those. Exactly. They have to, right? Uh, they will now. Versace women sweat too, right? They're, no, they glisten. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They glisten. Yeah, it's called a glisten band. It's weird, but yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So it's we'll, we'll we'll see where they go with this. I really hope WWE does the right thing, and this is just laying the seeds for him being a dick. Uh, <laughs> but they may really think that hey, if he's happy go lucky, they're gonna love him like they love Apollo Cruz. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Well, it's, it's the truth. That's the look, the presentation. So close to, uh, to to Apollo right now. Like, well, if Apollo doesn't get over, we'll just have Lashley get over as Apollo. <laughs> and if that doesn't Probably work, then we'll try a third black guy in this role. Third time's a charm. Oh, Shelton yeah. Benjamin, you want to shave your head? <laughs> 
Number three low light would be the coach saying that Kevin Owens beating Braun Strowman would be an upset. Uh. I know Braun Strowman is a beast right now, but are we supposed to forget that Kevin Owens was Universal Champ for, what, nine, ten months? Yeah, long time. And I know that was a bit ago as well, over a year ago, but... Come on, guys. Like, yeah, he was a main still. eventer on SmackDown, and now him beating Strowman, who is yet to win a major singles title, uh, is is uh, an upset? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I get you're trying to build it, and, and Strowman and, and Owens put on a good match, really. Ultimately, Owens got more mm-hmm. offense than I expected, but Strowman shouldn't be untouchable. <laughs> no, he shouldn't be. So I just, it bothered me. And it, more so because it came from the coach. Yeah, I expect better things from coach. Better. Yeah, right? Come on, coach. Come on, coach. I don't like you on the low light list. Be on the highlight list because I know it bugs a lot of our listeners. <laughs> you need to be on my highlights. Uh, number two would be the promo of Ember Moon saying she's over the moon excited to be qualified for Money in the Bank. <laughs> okay, WWE, you got it out of your system. Never, ever again, please. Please never make that. No. Oh, don't God. make it a shirt. Don't make it a sticker. Don't make it her new logo. Uh, Just be done with it. Yeah. And like uh, it, it was painfully bad when she said it. Just painfully yeah. bad. I hope she died a little inside when she said I it. I died a little bit. <laughs> and I'm not even the one who had to say it. No, no. Uh, like right now, even thinking about it, I feel like a pit in my stomach. Oh, ugh. And that could also be hunger, but it's one or the other. It's probably Ember Moon, though. Probably. 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 Ugh. Yeah, I just shivered again, thinking about, yeah, oh, I'm over the moon. Smile oh. to a qualify oh. for money. Suffering succotash. So good. And Are then, um, is that you? <laughs> number number one low light from uh, Monday Night Raw this week. As I said uh, at the beginning of the uh, recap, this brand has absolutely no direction whatsoever. <laughs> for instance. I'm not opposed to Roman Reigns feuding with Jinder Mahal, which seems like we're going to be getting here over the summer. Yay. It just seems rushed. There's nothing natural about it. It's just, oh, well, Jinder was a world champion on that show, and we need something to bide Roman's time before he moves on to God knows what he's moving on to. Brock again, probably. Yeah. It's like, that's the problem is at the top. there, There is a lot of talent, but there's no direction for anybody at the top right now. No, it doesn't sound like it. And now we got six weeks or five more weeks of Braun Strowman just showing what he can do with a ladder before that. Like, there's, there will be no feud in the next few weeks. Oh, man. There will be no feud for Finn Balor. Yeah. <laughs> it's just qualifying, and then eventually we're going to get maybe a segment of all of them attacking each other in the ring, or two of them are trash-talking, and then the third yeah. guy comes out, and then the fourth guy comes out, and then maybe the SmackDown stars will interrupt, too. Yeah, because no one will wonder, hey... Why are you guys here? And it'll be the same thing that who, the next guy interrupts. And then by the time you get to the eighth guy, you already know who it's going to be. But, oh, you're so excited for it. <laughs> and then there's a big brawl. And that's how they sell. It's like that's how they do Money in the Bank every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we should just get used to it. There'll be no feuds. And then so Roman's just going to want revenge on gender now. That's going to yeah. be our next feud for the next six weeks. At least is just oh, Roman oh. wanting revenge which is what we've already gotten with him wanting revenge on Brock, but now we get to take it down a few notches. <laughs> now we get to, you know, get to see him beat someone. That Well, That's... not right away, because I'm sure uh, Samil Singh's going to interfere a few times, so Roman, he, you know, oh, he's just so frustrated right now, and it's going to be such a great moment when he gets that victory, and the crowd cheers gender louder than Roman. <laughs> I'm like, I, I wonder if they think this is the foolproof way to get Roman cheered. He's like, everyone hates yeah. gender. I don't know. <laughs> uh, certain markets, I think that would be the case, but there will be other cities, probably bigger cities, uh, a Chicago, a New York, uh, Philadelphia, wherever. I think those bigger cities, a Detroit, they're all going to be like, eh, let's cheer gender. Yeah. yeah, we can do this. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> or just not react at all. Oh, God. Beat yeah. the traffic. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I give Raw two and a half lightning bolts out of six. I think that's still kind of generous. <laughs> uh, just because the, the good, like, Braun and Finn, like, some of the match qualities w- was fine. It's just, 
the show is feels so lost. Dolph and, and Drew McIntyre are booked to be these huge deals, and then they take on Rhino and Slater. Yeah. It's just it's there's no direction. Like at the top, there's nothing. Seth Rollins is the only guy with something going on that makes sense right now. <laughs> and it's only a matter of time before they F that up, too. Yeah, they will. Let's move over to your show. It's a SmackDown recap. Talking the good and the bad of the blue brand. No, we don't have a world title, so we're going to call a universal title, <laughs> a galaxy title. These guys are going to be the Milky Way Tag Team Champions. <laughs> it's your SmackDown recap. Four and a half highs, four and a half lows for the Tuesday program. Uh, SmackDown Live, I think, has slightly more direction than Raw, but uh, we'll get into it here. Uh, uh, do, do you have a main event with the title in the picture? Uh, yeah. Then not, you have not, a lot not, more direction than we do. I was saying not a main event match, but yes. But you you event. have direction. We we're just like we're looking up at the stars, like hey, look, yeah. it's Purdy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> highlight four and a half. I I love how overboard Carmella is. Uh really started last week when she was moonwalking through people's segments, which I thought was great. And then this week with her promo about the celebration that happens next week in London, she, she, you know, went overboard. The, the queen is not coming. Um, it's a whole lot of fun listing people. And then, she, Oh, Ric Flair is not coming either. Did you know he had a kid? Oh yeah. Charlotte Flair. I beat her. Like, the exact thing that Carmella should be doing to get herself over as a very arrogant heel female. And, and it's not the typical heel of, like, she's not whiny or cowarding. She's very arrogant. And I think most people would probably say blindly arrogant. Like, she really shouldn't have a chance here. But she does. And it's fun. I agree with that. Uh, Carmella is a good character. You know, I, I I love seeing random Instagrams. Like Instagram has that suggestions, like who to follow or posts that yeah. your friends like. And so after a while, the algorithms look and and see what you like viewing. So for me, it's a lot of Avengers: Infinity War right now. Um, <laughs> a lot of action figures, wrestling collectibles, Funko Pops, and a lot of wrestling stuff, of course. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like, oh, they said that Carmella. It will never be champion. They say that Carmella is not a good wrestler. And then they post a picture of her. Look at her now. I still don't <laughs> think she's a good wrestler, but she's a good character. Yes. I, 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 if anybody disputes that, then they, they don't use their pro wrestling brain. No, no. Um, I, wouldn't, I mean, she, I don't think she's a bad wrestler by any means. But is she, you know, Oscar or Charlotte? No. No, of course um, not. And, no. I, and very few are. It's just. Yeah. But, but it's pro wrestling. Character. Yeah, exactly. In WWE, typically wins out more than wrestling ability. Every once in a while, you get the exception. But, yeah. I mean, even look, Shinsky is one of the best wrestlers in the world, arguably. And it was only when he got a heel turn where WWE main roster took him seriously. Yes. Exactly. When he started acting exaggerated as a cartoon character rather than a wrestler. Oh, oh God, yeah. So Carmella's uh, smart. Carmella's got a, a good future. Like, her and, and Mandy Rose, when Mandy gets comfortable... Could be an outstanding mm-hmm. feud in the future. I mean, there are different <laughs> shows, but you know, eventually yeah. they're going to cross paths. So, uh, highlight number four. You just mentioned her because they are not on different shows. Mandy Rose. Oh, I was thinking to live. I was thinking to live Morgan. <laughs> oh, okay, live Morgan. Yes. They no, no, no. I, I was right about Mandy Rose being the future, but I, I'm still yeah. thinking she was on Raw because the trade and because those those threesome groups are exactly the same. They are. They are. Uh, Mandy Rose is SmackDown's blonde. Um, but I loved her at continuing the argument from last week with Paige, where we mentioned uh, Paige is now you know, the general manager. She's making decisions. She's no longer friends with Absolution. She broke them up. Uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose still together. Uh, they're talking about what they're going to do before Mandy Rose's match with Becky Lynch. And... Paige pops in and goes, oh, hey, by the way, wish you would have told me um, Sonya Deville's banned from ringside. And Mandy Rose made comments like, oh, you know, to Paige about her changing who she was now that she has a cushy corporate gig. Or, you know, unlike Paige, 
we're still going to have each other's backs. Like it was, there were some good snaps from Mandy Rose. I enjoyed that a lot. And in my in my random Instagram scrolling, uh, I don't follow Sonya Deville, but I came across her 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 post or one of her posts, and it was a picture of them lecturing page or her lecturing yeah. them and, and she says we hear what you're saying we don't know why you're saying it so at least yeah. they themselves are acknowledging that this is seemingly come out of nowhere so one week in or two weeks in yeah. wwe is still rightfully using this storyline let's hope they keep that going yeah yeah absolutely uh highlight number three uh continuing the feud of the bar and the new day this time it's Cesaro facing Xavier Woods. Really good match. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I did not necessarily enjoy the uh, flapjacks being thrown out of Biggie's pants or trunks at Sheamus. That part was a little, you know, it was very New Day, I guess. But at what point did Xavier Woods become the workhorse of the New Day? Like... <laughs> When they realized uh, during that long-ass tag run that he hardly got any spotlight unless it was him blowing his own horn. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I wondered is, I mean, normally, if you ask people, like, the New Day is Kofi and Big E, and then Xavier Woods is, like, their manager. But that's not it at all. And I I think these matches with uh, Woods and Sheamus last week and now Woods and Cesaro are at least showing that he can wrestle also which, I mean, a lot of us have already known, but it was nice to see them go at it. And it was cool to see Cesaro get a win, leading to next week where they're going to compete and the winning team picks a member to go into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Now, I wonder if this feud would have been different on Raw, where, like, it'd be the same feud, you know, like, the New Day would still be the New Day and still do the flapjacks and whatever that weird fascination is uh but but the bar i think would have probably more chance to show their personality and response i really think with that added time on raw this probably could have been a stronger feud where on smackdown they're a bit more strapped for time and both sides are still getting their talk time it just i don't know it still feels a little rushed it is kind of a little rushed i mean we got to see sheamus eat lucky charms because he was sad so i mean there's that I, here, here, let me put this to you this way. SmackDown is the type of show where you can have a five-star match between The Miz and Jeff Hardy kick off your show and then immediately go into a segment where Sheamus is eating Lucky Charms. That's the type of show that I review. <laughs> well, at least your show is personality. <laughs> That's what happens on my show. Um, highlight number two, I just mentioned it. Uh, the Miz versus Jeff Hardy was a really really good match uh not only it, it was a televised match like it would have been a good pay-per-view match but the miz and jeff hardy was very good and i think the right man won with the miz getting the shot at money in the bank jeff hardy doesn't need it number one he's already the current united states champion but he doesn't need a money in the bank opportunity as well give it time it'll be on your pay-per-view screen as well I bet it no will. stipulation, and the feud just is going and going for no apparent reason. Give it time. <laughs> and then they kick each other in the nuts. Great. Yeah, great feud. Uh, great feud. Uh, highlight number one, though, Rusev beating Daniel Bryan cleanly for a spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Rusev, I feel, is going to be SmackDown's big man where Raw has Braun Strowman. SmackDown has Rusev. That'll be a that'll be a good um, moment when those two face off in the ring. Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I also think the the right man won here, not only because I'm a Rusev fan, and Daniel Bryan. I think I don't know about you, but I do not want to see Daniel Bryan in a ladder match. Not yet. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. It's like because you know, even if he's smarter. He is still going to be like, I'm fine, I can do this, yeah. and then we're all going to be cringing the whole time. He, it happened this week on SmackDown when, you know, if you trust reports that you read and you see stuff like, oh, Daniel Bryan's not going to do dives to the outside anymore. Runs up, I'm like, oh, crap. Does ladder match, it's not a dive to the outside, we're yeah. fine, that's the technicality. Yeah, yeah. ladder matches, you dive over and then to the <laughs> outside, it's completely different. It's perfectly uh, fine. But like, 
this week Rusev grabbed him like mid jump. So I was like, he went for it and then Rusev grabbed him, which made me go, oh, okay, cool. Um, Oh oh, oh God. Uh, but I'm glad that Rusev day one, uh, I get people complaining that he won clean, but he's not that type of heel right now. That's cheating to win. So I don't see why he would cheat to win. Um, the argument, you know, that Rusev just jobbed to people yet beat Daniel Bryan. I, I, to me at least, I feel like a lot of these people should be able to beat anyone at any given time. It's just those circumstances that you outsmarted them, outwrestled them in that moment. So yeah, yeah Rusev beating Daniel Bryan is not going to hurt Daniel. It's only going to help Rusev, and it propels him into Money in the Bank. Yeah. I, now, now, are you one of those people that believes that WWE is not handling Daniel Bryan well since his return? No, I think he's been fine. Uh, I mean, b- besides that thing last week where he missed the episode because of his the risk of a chest infection, I thought that was a little dumb. But... Chest chest infections are a real serious issue, balls. <laughs> they are. I can't. Um, I can't believe you're making light of that. I, what month exactly is chest infection awareness? I don't know. I don't know, but we're mocking it right now, so we're going to have some person complain to us that it's a real thing and they had an aunt or uncle that suffered from it, and um, we're going to hear about it. Oh, God. Uh, my my uncle had chest infection. Did he? Wow, that's that's great, guys. I've known some, some, some women uh, that had some chest colds. Is that the same <laughs> thing? Yes, yes. Chest colds are the exact same thing. Yeah, I figure. 100%. Yeah. Dangerous. Yep. Very dangerous. Uh, you could die from it. It's bad. You never know. You could die from anything, really. So everything is serious, so let's not joke about anything. Nope. Oh, man, this show is going to completely change if that's the route we're taking. No, we're, we've always been responsible the entire time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what we joked about, Jerry Lawler's heart attack. No, we would never or, do such a thing, and there's no show in the archives that would suggest otherwise. Nobody would ever be able to find anything that makes us look bad. This is where you edit it and list the exact episode number. <laughs> if I had the time and energy, then yes, this would be a four-hour show of just oh, quick God, yeah. snippets alone. <laughs> and then it sounds like no time has passed and we're still talking? Yeah. Oh, that was- Low lights for this week's SmackDown Live. Uh, low light four and a half. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers destroying action figures with large hammers. As an action figure collector, like you yourself, Mo, I was disturbed by this promo. You know, I was just happy they were on TV. Well, there. I'm like, there oh, look, the tag champion showed up. This is great. There, there is a different side to every coin. Right? <laughs> Unless it's rest, uh, Harvey Dent's, then, you know. Yes. Uh, then it's just scratched on one side, which explains the Bludgeon Brothers completely. I just want to know, like, did they get those figures for free or did they have to pay for them? And if they paid for them, or if somebody paid for them, somebody just lost money there. I hope the Bludgeon Brothers paid them back. I, I'm more concerned with why the Usos didn't have figures. Like, everyone else did. Then the Usos had, like, a shirt laying there. Like, what? Could you not find the new Jimmy and Jay Uso figures? Yeah, like, okay, so uh, the figures that they used to destroy, uh, were yeah. they basics or elites? Uh, I think they were basics. And that's why. The new Usos are elites, and so the basics are probably too hard for the Bludgeon Brothers to, to find. <laughs> you can't just walk into a Toys R Us and find those. Actually, so, a lot of Toys R Us oh. still do have old ones. Never mind. Oh, and a lot of Toys R Uses are going out of business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I read that uh, if you're in the uh, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania Toys R Us shopping area, go now because apparently your warehouses are empty. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I was told a week or so ago that my local store had about two weeks left. Okay. But okay. Mine, can... mine, all my employees are either playing dumb or they just haven't been told. They say, like, we really don't know. Uh, and mine keeps restocking, but it's not yeah. good product. No, 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 no. It's completely off topic, but no, it's not good product at all. We can do that. That's um, our show. We never get off topic. It's okay. That's true. It's true. It's the first time for that. If you need a land speeder, uh, go to your Toys R Us. Ooh, I kind of do. Uh, you kind of do. It's like 40 some percent off because they had the warehouse near me had 2000 of them. Wow. Yeah. They all had, right. they had two and a half weeks worth of product left and 2000 generic power wheel land speeders yeah 
I like it. Did you buy a couple? Yeah, uh, yeah I have four. It's what all my kids are getting for Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> low and light me number four. and everybody else. We're yeah, giving away land speeders at Warrior Wrestling on Friday. Yeah, we are. That's how we're getting there. I'm leaving now. <laughs> I'm actually on the road driving it as we record this because it's going to take me that long to get I there. I thought you sounded better than usual. Makes sense. Yeah, it, it's better Wi-Fi out on the road. Yes. Uh, coming from a guy named Balls, low light number four makes no sense, but nut puns all over SmackDown Live. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura yeah. and AJ Styles. Uh, making, you know, puns about being kicked in the balls. And I'm over it. I think it's a stupid storyline anyway, but to continue it with the puns and crap was just dumb. Well, I I'm I was over the moon at these puns. And that's where I, if Ember died a little inside, I hope Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> and AJ Styles both you know, died. At this inside. point, Shinsuke's already dead. She's like, I came over to change the culture in WWE, and now I'm getting over with low blows. Yes. And crazy mannerisms. Yes. At least he's got that. He does. It's true. Uh, Low light number three, speaking of mannerisms, there is not enough of Big E rubbing himself on this episode of SmackDown Live. (laughs) Last week had the baby oil and the chest rubbing with the bar. This week, there was none of that. None that I saw. So if it happened in something I missed on Hulu or whatever, but uh, no, no Big E chest rubbing on this week's SmackDown Live. You're you're an odd fellow. You know that? (laughs) You're like, there's too much nut puns on this show, but not enough Big E rubbing. Big E rubbing himself. And had that not been like back to back, I don't know (laughs) if it would have seemed so odd. Oh, yeah. No. I'm a complicated man. <laughs> Apparently so. You and your land speeder. Uh, I have complicated things. Uh, low light number two was Peyton Royce losing the Money in the Bank qualifying match to Charlotte Flair. Uh, I don't know why you bring the Iconics on with such a hot start to have her lose the Money in the Bank qualifier. Maybe she can qualify again. Maybe Billy Kay qualifies instead of Peyton Royce. But yeah. I can't. I don't know how other people feel, but I kind of always thought Peyton Royce was a little bit better wrestler than Billy Kay. Mm-hmm. So, and to me, while I know it means nothing to WWE, Peyton should be the one in the match, not Billy Kay. But I get it. You you wanted Charlotte in there to continue to go after her title, but I think she could have beaten someone else on the roster. Have her beat Sonya Deville, something. I don't know if you needed her to beat uh, Peyton Royce. Yeah, and especially with the with the follow up of uh, Charlotte Flair rupturing an implant, and uh, you know maybe missing some action. I'm sure she'll be ready to go, good to go, yeah. by Money in the Bank. But it just kind of makes you wonder: had this happened just a few minutes sooner into the you know into the match yeah. into the evening, if they would have called an audible, changed some plans, so Charlotte could take her time returning, and then the yeah. Iconics get to use that momentum moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did see that uh, Charlotte Flair got pulled from her Comic-Con appearance and replaced by Carmella. Oh, there's feud right there. Yep. Totally feud-worthy. She got that Comic-Con money now. Oh, that fat cash. Fat, fat Comic-Con cash. Fat cash at a severely overpriced Comic-Con. There is that. Uh, Low light number one, though, goes to being Becky Lynch. How bad does that suck? To, I mean... To everyone to constantly go, oh, man, this is Becky's chance to get back on track. Oh, this is going to be her year. She was the original SmackDown Live Women's Champion. Oh, man, it's going to be great to see Becky finally. Oh, she she lost to Mandy Rose. <laughs> oh. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, Becky can't win at all, can she? Yeah, no, that's where Becky Lynch is right now. Becky Lynch can't win at all. I was just having this discussion earlier today with a coworker about Becky Lynch. And it's really? like, I really hope that that WWE, like, her and Charlotte got a feud at some point, right? I would think so. They got yeah. to. They, they got to yeah. at some point. Um, and while Charlotte seems like she makes the most sense as the heel, uh, maybe that's what Becky needs. Maybe Becky yeah. needs to, to go the Finn Balor route where they've topped off already been uh top of the mountain wwe got bored of that person at the top of the mountain um and now they just coast you know my co-worker compared her to dolph ziggler 
Um, I'm trying uh-huh. to remember who I compared her to, where uh, it's kind of like WWE coasts on this person. Like, okay, well, this person, this superstar, continues to get ovations, and the crowd continues to react, so we don't need to put effort into it. Yeah, yeah. that That's a very good analogy. I'm trying to think who would be a good... Now, did you compare her to someone female or male? Uh, another male star. Another male, okay. I can't uh, believe yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now who, who I compared to, but... Uh, you know, somebody almost like right now I'm thinking of of the Road Dog or even Rey Mysterio for years. Yeah. You don't have to do anything with them because if the crowd's going to react, then you put that effort towards somebody else like Roman Reigns. Yeah. All of your effort, even on SmackDown Live, goes to Roman Reigns. You just rewrite them every week and you spend every moment of every day rewriting Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like a different character every show. And of course, we got those two new signups uh, from MMA coming over to WWE. So we're going to yeah. get a four horsemen versus four horsewomen match at some point, either Survivor Series or WrestleMania, injuries aside. Yeah, which means you need to pull the trigger on their feuds. This is like, this is Marvel Studios right here. You need them to feud so that they can come together to face a greater evil later. And that's, so, that's where I was going to go without the Marvel yeah. analogy, but you're right. Yeah. You're not wrong at all with that comparison. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So if Becky's going to turn on Charlotte or Charlotte turns on Becky, yeah. now's the time to do it. So come November or April, whenever yeah. you uh, decide to pull this trigger, uh, y- y- they reluctantly come together or they put their yeah. differences aside or whatever they need to do to conquer that mountain of, of amateur wrestlers. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I love when you say it like that. Um, and same thing with Bailey and Sasha. I, I think theirs is obviously farther along than uh, uh, Becky and Charlotte. But sort of. Car- yeah, it's like it's in uh, suspended animation. Apparently, <laughs> it's slow motion but, right now. Yeah, but you need them to go, and then you know the MMA force women come in and do something, and then they go, "Well, wait, you don't get to beat them up. Only we." beat them up and we're family and blah, blah, blah. And then it's the four on four. Like I can see it. It's easy, but, uh, overall, um, SmackDown live, I gave it four out of six lightning bolts. It, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. I have to ask you about this. Uh, cause I've seen completely mixed reaction with the majority at first being disgust or hatred or distaste for it. While now I'm starting to see people come around Mandy, okay. uh, Mandy Rose's entrance. Uh, I didn't hate it. So it's kind of, you know, they have a softer filter on it. Yeah. They, they kind of slow it down. Like they, they take some frames out. So she's not really slow motion, but definitely not no. as quick motion as HD cameras pick up. Uh, no, and yeah, then yeah. and then her music is a bit softcore erotica sounding. <laughs> I didn't think it was softcore erotica sounding, but now that you say it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, and I get it. It totally, she looks like an Instagram entrance that makes complete sense for her. And so I didn't mind it. I I think it makes her stand out. She's, she's a knockout. I mean, she is very attractive. I don't know a single guy's like, Oh no, no, she's, she's, she's hideous. Oh man. WWE knows that she is attractive, uh, and really could be a huge face or heel. I mean, like she could be a Trish Stratus where, uh, Trish, you know, you paid attention to Trish, regardless yeah. of what alignment she had, you paid attention when Trish came out. I think Mandy has the aura to her that a Trish Stratus did give her some time to really perfect what she does in the ring. Like I said earlier, Mandy Rose has a huge upside. Uh, I think this entrance just helps her get that attention. No, I agree. Totally. Like if she's not entering with Sonya Deville, this entrance makes complete sense for her. Absolutely. Uh, do you think it exploited her, her looks at all? No, I think that's her character. Well, that's, I don't think it exploited anything. That's why I ask, because a lot of people do feel this way. Maybe it's just, you know, the women's movement. They think that maybe they're just fearful. We saw what the divas did yeah. for so many years that they're fearful that if they start objection, objectifying Mandy Rose, like they wanted to do with Emma and Emmalina. Yeah. Uh, a year ago, uh, that they're worried that we're going to go back to it. I, I think it's okay to have a woman or two be sexualized because yeah. a character can be sexualized, not the performer necessarily. Yes, that that is a very good way to put it. Um, I think it's perfectly fine for a character to be like that. Absolutely. Yeah, And if she's okay with it, if she's comfortable playing that role, then 
then live it up. You know, obviously, I don't yeah. think they're going to, with this PG era and the younger demographic, them trying to make as much money as possible in sales and advertisers, I don't think they're going to cross a line with her. I think it's just they're going to live up this social media era that she's she's Instagram pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just exactly. Use it. Why not? Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't like show what's going on inside of her head with like weird <laughs> clips, it can be fine. <laughs> we could hear what she's thinking when she's looking in the yeah. mirror. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, we shouldn't. It, it doesn't matter if you're uh, pretty or ugly. We better not get that. No, no, not at all. No character should do that. Yeah. If we can get rid of uh, Zack Ryder and Randy Orton from the rosters, then we will have a completely thought-free roster. <laughs> I think. Anyway, I could be wrong. I, I think uh, so, yeah. But those yeah, are the, so. the two that stand out to me. Your thoughts on Raw, SmackDown, Backlash, uh, Impact. We didn't talk about Impact. Maybe you want to talk about Impact. Impact's ratings are going up while Raw is at the lowest uh, of the year so far. And that's saying something. So let's. we got so much stuff. NXT, maybe you want to talk about uh, Champa. Maybe you want to talk about Velveteen Dream. We don't talk enough Velveteen Dream. We do not talk enough of a teen dream. Uh, so uh, whatever's on your mind, let us know about Wrestling Audio. We will be talking to you and streaming and all that stuff again uh, Friday night. So if you're listening before Friday, May 11th, uh, make sure to follow us on the socials and interact with us there. Balls, uh, I don't say this often. I'll see you in a couple days, bro. Yeah, you will. Hey, this is the King of the Mountain, Jeff Cherry. TNA Knockout, Madison Rain. This is Big Daddy V. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Find us on iTunes. Search for Wrestling Audio. Wrestling Audio. WrestlingAudio.com. Subscribe to your feed, then tell your friends.